We've got orders to cross here. That is the German front line. If we're not clever about this, no one will get to your brother. I will. Congratulations on the film. Thank you so much. It's very kind of you. So we'll get to 1917 in yes. a second. I wanted to to talk a little bit about working in a bar yes. with you. Because you did that for a long time. I did, I did it for time. an eternity. Yeah. yeah. And I think that it made me a better interviewer, a better writer. Uh, yeah. In a lot of ways, it was a better education than school for me because you are thrown into lots of different situations yeah. that you have to think quickly about. Yeah. What did you take away from that? Oh, I mean, working the two in an Irish bar in Soho in London that I worked in, <laughs> I, I'm not Irish, but I passed for it because the Scottish accent is yeah. close enough. I'm, I got so much work in the bar. But also, as a writer, you spend your time working in a bar listening to how people talk. Mm -hmm. And so I'm, I think it made me, it gave me an edge in writing dialogue that no one else that kind of got the, the, the school I went to. So I really, uh, yeah, I mean, I couldn't even quantify. Also, I mean, you can, I can drink, which is, <laughs> is another great, you know, skill to have in this world. <laughs> well, in Soho, so you're meeting... Uh, a, a, a variety of people. Variety of people. Yeah. Variety of people. Some some crazy customers. <laughs> a few, um, especially this time of year, Amateur Drinkers Month coming up for the Christmas season. Right. You know, but uh, yeah, no, I've, yeah, some some weirdos. Do you still go back there? <laughs> yeah, I actually, I, the other movie I wrote, Edgar Wright's film, we set part of it in there, and so we shot in there, and I actually am in the background as the bartender. I love that so much. Um, so yeah, no, it's it's a big part of my life still. I love that so much. The the <laughs> bar, the last bar that I tended bar in. Uh, they've just put a plaque on a chair for me. Oh, that's, I mean, can you ask for anything else? It took a decade. No, or but more. That's, that's, that's pretty special. <laughs> that's like Hollywood Walk of Fame stuff. Absolutely, right? yeah. <laughs> you have a brother in the 2nd Battalion. Yes, sir. They're walking into a trap. Your orders are to deliver a message calling off tomorrow morning's attack. If you fail, it will be a massacre. This story, 1917, is loosely based on a story that Sam Mendez's grandfather told him. Um, what was that sort of rough material for you, and how do you expand on that? Because you've added in, obviously, more characters and, and more things. Uh, tell me a little bit about staying true, I guess, to the source material while turning it into a film. Well, I think, so, the film is inspired by the stories that Sam's grandfather told mm -hmm. him, you know, when he was 10 years old. But it's not, it's not Sam's grandfather's story. So we, in a way, were quite freed by that. The, the story of 1917, two men you know, going across to stop an attack, is completely fabricated. But we try to adhere to the real world as much as possible. So it's an amalgamation of many different things. But we had a huge burden of responsibility and also a privilege to tell this story, mm -hmm. um, to get it right for the soldiers that had lived and died, um, who had fought in this horrific war. So, yeah, in a way... We had to pay great homage to um, Alfred Mendez, but at the same time, we didn't have to tell his exact story. This film is extraordinary looking, and it's the thing that everyone's probably yeah. asking you about, is, is it appears to be all one shot it does. Uh, from the very beginning until the end. There's a yep. break in the middle there sure, somewhere, you know. but, there's, but yeah. it, it, it appears to be all Creative one shot. Creative license, you know. Absolutely. <laughs> so did that affect the way that you told the story as a writer, it's got to, because uh, yeah. you can't jump from no, point of view no, to point of view no, or whatever. It, it, it massively affects mm -hmm. the screenplay. I mean, the, the fact that you're writing a movie in real time and a movie that's one shot just completely decimates the knowledge that you already <laughs> have as a writer. We had to kind of come up with completely new ways to tell the script. Um, 
because the script had to read like the finished film. That was the whole point mm -hmm. of this. Sam and I wrote it on spec. We hadn't sold it. We didn't even know if it was going to work. Right. So we sat down and instead of writing a blueprint for a film, we wrote the actual film, um, which required a Herculean effort. <laughs> At first, I felt the first couple of hours we sat down writing, I was like, I'm wearing a straight jacket because you can't cut through time. <laughs> yeah. You can't flash to the men that you're going to save. You can't do any of that. And then slowly but surely, you realize it forces you to be creative in very different ways. Um, and so it was a blessing in the well, end. And I would imagine that every single detail matters, right? Oh, my God. And, and yeah. so the more detail yes. that you can be just in terms of a single line, yep. a, a whole scene can hinge on one line we or do. one yes. mannerism. It right? does completely. And also, you know, just the idea of yeah, <laughs> it's a story set in reality, so you can't tell any exposition, right. really, because, you know, there are two people that have been together for a long time, um, Blake and Schofield, and so they don't wake up and go, oh, how is your wife whose name is Martha? Yeah, and this, exactly. this, and this. Yeah. So you, everything's so exposed, and so you have to completely reevaluate how you're going to be a storyteller throughout the process, which is just tricky. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Hard, but fun, is how I would describe it. There's only one way this ends. Standing. Do you take something away from that experience? Did it teach you a different way? Because I doubt that your next film will all be on one shot. It's or, not. You know, it's <laughs> not. I, I can tell you already. It's not. So, um, but but do you take a, a lesson away? Does it learn? Does it teach you that less is more? That exposition isn't necessary. Yeah, that you know. Absolutely. I mean, I think the thing that we really experienced in the writing of this film is how intelligence audience how intelligent the audience is to never spoon feed them, um, and that's something I definitely took away. And also just the fact that every single word is a prisoner on the page. It shouldn't, if it's not doing something, why is it there? Right. Uh, and Sam and I were ruthless with the script. We had to be, because you're trying to tell so much with so little. Um, and that was the only way to write this movie, to write this story. So yeah, I learned a lot. <laughs> were you there while it was being shot? I was, I was yep, I was every day changing? on set. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Well, because the nature of the film, there's yeah. no traditional edit. The edit's called the final rewrite for a reason because right. you can do whatever you want in the edit. Right. You can come back and shoot extra stuff and we did not have that luxury. Um, so basically at the end of each day, we had one or two or 10 minutes of film that were going directly into the film and so it had to be right. And so if dialogue didn't work in the morning of the rehearsal period, we would change it. And there were six months of rehearsals before so I was constantly refining the script. Yeah, no, I've heard that. That's an extraordinary amount. It, of rehearsal. It was. Most often there's no rehearsal. No, of course. Yeah, uh, yeah well, I mean, as some of the other um, projects I've worked on, you turn up on the day and they yeah. decide how they're going to shoot it then and there. But with this, that just wasn't possible. Mm -hmm. And also, Sam is a perfectionist. I think that's the only way that you could achieve something like this is precision. I'm going to see my father. We need to keep moving! Come on! I'm going If you don't get there in time, we will lose 1,600 men. Your brother among them. Good luck.